Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Yes, that's the sound of rock cracking. Once again, you've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're glad to have each and every one of you listening around the country and even around the world. So uh, thank you for turning on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics this week. <laughs> we, we got another great show diving into some politics Mike Mandel, my pillow guy. You've seen him on TV advertisements for years, but he did a symposium on election integrity last week. So what do we know about that? Well, we had some uh, great points coming from none other than the former Arkansas governor, uh, Mike Huckabee, on the Mike Huckabee show. So we got uh, two or three clips to explain what he thought about Mike Lindell's uh, symposium on election integrity. Doc Holliday is going to give you my viewpoint soon. And before we do that, we have to look at some news that's just not very pretty at all. 20 years in Afghanistan, and uh, by the time this show hits the air, uh, uh, the capital of Afghanistan may be fully overrun. The Taliban is overrunning every uh, capital in the provinces. And even the capital, uh, Kabul or Kabul, whatever you want to call or pronounce it, but it is in trouble. The Taliban have basically have it surrounded as I'm recording, and there's a lot of fear going on. And and uh, Joe Biden is the president of the United States, and I believe he has surrendered everything over to the Taliban. That's the way it appears, and. I will just say that uh, I, we've been there long enough, but to just to give the date you're getting out and the cut and run when you got uh, some people there that you spent uh, billions and billions, tens and maybe hundreds of billions of dollars training and giving military equipment to the uh, government of Afghanistan and I mean, don't just give it to the Taliban. At least blow the stuff up before you get out of there. You know, the Taliban doesn't need all the armored uh, vehicles, all the all the guns, ammunition. Blow the stuff up if you're leaving. Uh, don't just leave it to the Taliban. They're taking it all. I mean, how much have we fueled the or uh, uh, armed the the <laughs> the enemy over there? And the terrorists, where are they getting everything? The same way in Iraq. They just overran. You remember when uh, the uh, terrorist and uh, ISIS was using equipment that uh, they just took away from the Iraqis. And now the same thing's happening in Afghanistan. Uh, poor planning, poor planning, poor planning. 
uh, we talked about there's an unhealthy weakness in the leadership in Washington. And that's not the only place. I mean, our president was begging Russia and OPEC to do what? He's begging them to pump more oil so that the gasoline prices will go down. And guess what? This is the same man who killed the Keystone Pipeline and approved a gas pipeline for Russia and Germany. And now he's begging the Russians and he's begging the OPEC to pump more oil. And, and, and uh, there's a governor in Texas that said, hey, let us do it. Telling the president of the United States, stop begging the world. Stop begging those who want to see us with uh, bad things happen to America, like Russia, like many members of OPEC. They want to see America suffer and fail. And now our president is begging them to allow oil to flow so that the prices in America go down when America has already cut off its own foot when it comes to the uh, energy business. Trump had us as the number one, number one in the world. And President Trump could see what it would do in, it in, less, than, in less than a year, just a few months. Joe Biden has uh, is shut off our oil in America. Not entirely, I understand that. But we were number one in the world producing. Not anymore. And now we're having to beg Russia to pump more oil. oil. And we got it under the ground in America. And all we have to do is have a president who understands the economy instead of understanding how to tear America apart. And that's why I said we have an unhealthy, weak leadership in Washington, D.C., a combination of old, old politicians led by Joe Biden, who has handlers, led by Nancy Pelosi, who, I mean, uh, she is what she is, and it's hurting America. And then you got Chuck Schumer, and and they talk about white supremacy. Well, where's the Democratic Party? I mean, switches out. Get the Democratic Party of all people. You know, get get rid of Biden. Oh, then we'd have Vice President Harris become president, the one who Joe Biden gave her the uh, leadership role on the southern border. What has she done? She has failed miserably, absolutely miserably. And we know this from some leaked video that Fox News showed. Here's a clip that, uh, that they had some uh, a leaked video from Homeland Security head Mayorkas. And this is him speaking, Mayorkas, not knowing that uh, he was being recorded. If, uh, if our board is the first line of defense, uh, we're going to lose, and this is unsustainable. Uh, we can't continue like this. Uh, our people in the field can't continue, and our system isn't built for it. Joining me now direct is Ken Cuccinelli, the former acting deputy secretary for DHS. Um, were you surprised, secretary, when you heard this audio? Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Um, uh, you know, sadly, I was surprised because it's the first honest, accurate statement I've heard out of Secretary Mayorkas since he was sworn in about the border. Mm -hmm. 
And but I'm not sure I believe him. I look. Th this is a, a a guy who'll pander to the folks in front of him. And remember who he was talking to. He was talking to the border patrol agents that protect you and me in this country. And honestly, he has never cared about them. That goes back to his last uh, time of service in the Department of Homeland Security when he famously said, uh, you know, the morale of these CBP officers is of no moment to me. He didn't care then, he doesn't care now, but he's talking to them. And, you know, actions will speak louder than these words. So is he going to follow through and actually make changes needed to push these numbers down and to take the strain off the Border Patrol agents who are just getting, you know, deluge of 7,000 illegal aliens a day. You'll remember Jay Johnson, Obama's secretary, uh, said that 1,000 a day was a crisis. Mm -hmm. Well, we're at 7,000 and counting, and it's literally the worst logistical burden at our border in history. So you can see why we have an unhealthy, weak leadership in Washington now. And if uh, Kamala Harris is promoted to president, I don't see much that would make me feel like there'd be any stronger leadership. That is the sad situation we are seeing in our country today. And yet, I remember somebody said, well, it's the media bias. And, and of course, the liberal media thinks, no, mainstream media says, oh, we're not biased. But I look at it, the unmerciful way they went after Donald Trump as soon as he was elected, not even waiting until he was inaugurated, but they went after him without mercy, causing a Russian hoax and making whole shows off propaganda that was out there that had no proof. And then later, a couple of years later, we find out it was all bogus. There was nothing but a Russian hoax. And yet they said Trump and Russia were teamed up and, and Trump was like a traitor to America. How many people do we hear call Donald Trump a traitor to America because he's dealing with Russians? And they kept playing this all through the uh, running up to the, uh, the midterm elections when Trump was president. And you think people go in and even the media would start praising Bush Jr. Here's the person they destroyed they went after him they didn't want him to be reelected on bush jr in 2004 they went after him and called him all kind of names and and when they couldn't defeat him they started destroying everything about his character everything that the, the way they could they blamed everything wrong in the united states they would blame it on bush until they could uh, get the house and senate back in 2006 in the midterm elections, they just uh, crushed Bush Jr., who did nothing to uh, try to uh, fight back. And that's where Trump, I think, learned he was going to swing hard. And that upset a lot of people. But you go back to that. It was Bush Sr. You remember uh, after the Gulf War, we had a huge recession. And and, and the re we were coming out of recession, and yet... The news media acted like it was the Great Depression, and they kept blaming it all on Bush Sr., and we were coming out of it, and the statistics proved it, that we were coming out of the recession before the 1992 election between Clinton and George Bush, 
senior. And yet the media acted like we were still in a deep recession. Uh, they did that purposely, biased. And you remember even going back before Bush Sr., Ronald Reagan, how many times, how many times were negative stories run on Ronald Reagan? Now, he didn't fight back like Donald Trump, but he had a stature, and he stood strong. And the liberal media did not agree with him. They hated him, but they knew where he was coming from because he was so consistent, and he was good with words. And he was very good in acting the presidential role. He was an actor. But he was also president of the United States. And friend and foe alike knew where he stood. But, uh, you know, going back all those years where there's bias in the media, yes. And it's gotten worse. <laughs> it's gotten worse with Twitter and Google and all the um, technical Internet companies uh, when, when they kicked the President of the United States off uh, the Internet, pretty much, then uh, they had too much power. Facebook, all these groups. It's, uh, it's really amazing that the American people are not more fed up with what's going on. And I hope, I hope that the unhealthy, weak leadership will spark some people to stand up with a backbone in the conservative realm and especially in the Republican Party. The Republican Party needs more people with backbones. And uh, I could do a whole show, we may have to, about this infrastructure bill that uh, many Republicans jumped on to and talked about bipartisanship. And then the first thing Schumer did, as soon as they passed that, went into the $3.5 trillion wish list for all the uh, socialist ideas they've wanted to push through for years and decades. And they, they've come, come to fruition if, uh, if they get the Reconciliation Act together. So, so much to talk about. And we're about to get into what Mike Lindell and some of the things he did in his symposium last week. We're going to talk about that, play some clips from Mike Huckabee. Right after I remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. And we do have a book called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book by going to www.docholiday.org. That's Holiday of two L's in it. But you can go there. I've got a book, Bedrock Truths, written by Doc, Dr. Ed Holliday, Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. But go there. We'd love to get that book to you. Some other books you can look at if you want to order those. We'd be glad to get those out to you. And now, uh, let me just uh, let you hear some from Mike Huckabee as he was talking about uh, the Mike Lindell uh, symposium that happened last week. Take, take a listen to this. And if you want to check out all of what, uh, what happened at the symposium of Mike Lindell, He's got a, a site called frankspeech.com. That's frankspeech.com. And you can go there and, and listen for yourself on many of the things that are very important to our nation, important to you, your family, and across this nation, it's important to Americans everywhere. Now, I'm gonna, I pulled this up. I got a clip from the uh, Mike Huckabee show speaking about the Mike Lindell Symposium. <laughs> 
In the most underreported story of the week, Mike Lindell's three-day cyber web symposium on 2020 election fraud kicked off Tuesday morning. Have you heard much about it yet? <laughs> well, Lindell is uh, hosting the event from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He says it'll feature 65 forensic cyber experts who are challenging the official results of the Biden-Trump presidential election. It'll include a recreation of the vote count in real time, he says, so that viewers can have a better understanding of what unfolded on November the 3rd and into the wee hours of November 4. He's offering $5 million to anyone who can show that the evidence he presents is not cyber data from the November 2020 election. Gee, I'd kind of like to get that myself. Maybe I should uh, pay more attention. Well, let me say up front that I have no advanced knowledge of the evidence that Mike Lindell plans to present at his event. I know Mike, and he's been a guest on my TBN show, but I promise to analyze his evidence as independently and objectively as possible and report the findings as honestly and spin-free as I can. I'd like to think that Lindell has the goods, but whether or not he can show that voting machines were or even could be hacked there's plenty that still arouses suspension, uh, suspicion rather, about the hanky-panky on election night. And no, it has not been debunked. Now, that doesn't mean it's been proven, but it can't just be discarded either, unless one's agenda depends on it being discarded. Some of Lindell's critics wish he'd concentrate on those other reasons to suspect cheating, such as problems with mail-in ballots, and view the voting machine issue as a distraction. I see their point, but I've got a question for them. If there are security problems with electronic voting, shouldn't we find that out before the next election? My answer to uh, Mike Huckabee's question is absolutely. And that's why this is so important. The Mike Lindell Symposium on Election Integrity or Fraud, or what do you want to look at it, people may not care about Mike Lindell. But Mike Lindell wants truth. He wants accuracy. He wants transparency. It's not just him. Americans everywhere. If you don't have transparency in your elections, how can you trust them? Now, Mike Lindell does, he's focusing in on these uh, computers. And people go, well, it's too hard to do. But we need to know. We need to know how our votes are being used in computers. I mean, it still boggles my mind, and nobody's given me a good answer. Why do you add the votes up and divide them into fractions? Do you divide votes into fractions? Why can't you have one vote means one vote? Why, why would you or any software divide them into fractions? And that's what Dominion does. I would love for someone to explain to me why you have to divide a vote into fractions instead of calling it one vote. And I haven't got a good answer on that yet. I haven't got it. Uh, uh, so if you hear anything, send me an email. But I just want to make sure that people understand that, yes, there's people across America, include me. I would love some people, you know, to look into it and go back and say, hey, there was fraud in 2020. I'm not saying there is. But I am saying that we need to know. Let's have transparency. It goes back to what uh, the left, they like to use 
quotes that they like, well, just go back, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. The golden rule. Why can't everybody understand? We're all on one page. We need to look at transparency. It would be the same if the Democrats were saying, hey, we don't like what we, we, we think there's a lot of problems with the Republicans where they ran the election. Well, number one, Republicans and Democrats should run an election together with independents. And, and that obviously is not what happened in a lot of places. So we've got to have transparency. And if things went wrong, that's what we need to understand so it doesn't happen again, just like Governor Huckabee just said. He had another uh, good point about this symposium. And uh, this was after a day or two. We were talking about what happened that uh, broke some news. And and this, so let me play this clip for you. Take a listen to this from the Mike Huckabee Show. When a ballot shows that more than one candidate in the same race has been marked, it's deemed an overvote, and then it's handed over to an election worker to review. Just the News, a website, has seen what was going on with some of these adjudicated ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, and Atlanta, and it's not pretty. Every election has ballots that have to be adjudicated, Remember the nightmare of the hanging chads in Florida in the Bush-Gore race back in 2000? But in 2020, hundreds of thousands of people in Georgia were voting absentee for the first time. And that meant many more ballots were mismarked and, shall we say, open to interpretation. And in Fulton County, the rules apparently weren't clear and consistently applied. And they weren't even in writing, but they passed along those rules verbally. Well, Just the News got ballot images through an Open Records Act request. Fulton County officials would not respond to questions regarding what they found. More than 5,000 of the 148,000 absentee ballots processed through Fulton County, which is about 3%, required some form of human intervention. Mistakes in the adjudication process alone were not enough to have changed the outcome of the election, they say. But this is one more potentially contributing factor. I second what Just the News concludes that, quote, reveal an imperfect system vulnerable to chaos, subjectivity, or political dirty tricks, especially in a county like Fulton, where state officials documented widespread irregularities and misconduct and now want to take over election counting, end quote. This right here is why so many of us are still on the audit wagon We'd like to be able to trust the election process in the future. So far, that doesn't seem to be important to Democrats in power, which is yet another big red flag. Talking about big red flags, I just have to point out there were so many people who said they saw things and they got they 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 went to get affidavits saying this is what they saw and they wanted they would appear in court under a penalty of perjury and say what they saw and there's so much of that has gone on and yet there's nobody looking into it and that's what these audits are for arizona has had one we have not gotten a full report i'm waiting to get a full report now mike huckabee's show we just listened to is talking about mike lindale's symposium and how it's so important to know if there were mistakes made, let's correct them, be ready for the next election. But I, I'm afraid the, the uh, socialist Marxist out there 
who feel very giddy that they're about to take over, just like the Taliban taking over Afghanistan with the socialists are on their way to taking over America. It's happening right now, and and we just can't seem to get people all on the same page and say, let's stop socialism in America because the Democratic Party is letting it run full gamut right through their party and doing nothing to stop the socialists. In fact, they're encouraging it, and yet they'll say, oh, we're not socialists, but if you're encouraging the socialists and they're in your party, you need to kick them out or until you do, people need to stop voting for Democrats because the Democrats are supporting the socialists. And that's one way to get rid of the socialists is by not supporting a Democrat until they correct their problem themselves. Now, having said that, I just want you to understand how important what Mike Lindell's doing. He, he was uh, attacked, and he's got to get security around him now. And... He said he wants to keep being himself, even with security around him. It's hard to do that. But we have freedom of speech in America. People are trying to shut down Mike Lindell. They will not put anything he says on the, the mainstream media. And we need freedom of speech. And what is alleged that we had an election where a lot of votes were stolen or added, which is stealing votes, it's stealing from those who go out and vote. If you add to the vote total, you're stealing from those who uh, legitimately voted, if there's any illegal voting going on. So it's very important to look into these allegations. Do that by doing the forensic audit of uh, really wherever there's problems all across America. So that's an important thing to understand that what Mike Lindell's doing, putting his, literally putting his life on the line, that's an American standing strong, speaking out, using freedom of speech, and he's being just, just uh, thrown under the bus by the Republican Party, and the Democrats are laughing at him, and yet he is not backing down. So to give the man who is pouring money out and offering $5 million to anyone who can prove his theory wrong. $5 million to prove his theory wrong. I say theory, but the way the information he put out at the symposium. So that's somebody willing to stand behind what they're doing and what they're saying. And I would like to see others say, open up, let's have transparency, Let's look at these ballots and, uh, you know, wherever anything was questioned. I'm saying some of the Republican uh, Secretary of States and the district attorneys, or, well, I mean, not district attorneys, but attorney generals of the state in these Republican places say, come on in. Let us audit. Audit us. And just get the general trend started saying, let's audit elections. Now, <laughs> Wow. We've had, it's, it's uh, time to wind up this show, but we went a lot of places, but we still see weak, unhealthy leadership in Washington, D.C., coming from Joe Biden and uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And we're also seeing the weakness that's around the world. We're seeing the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban. We're seeing the, uh, the emergence of a, a tax across countries the un is growing it wants to use climate change and covid 
to gain this just humongous amounts of power and even even now we've got uh we, we got people looking at carbon taxes and doing joint climate uh taxes across the world it is very very scary and americans have obviously gone to sleep because i don't see any protesting very very little so what we're doing today is telling you to look around what's going on in your neck of the woods locally stand up for freedom stand up for liberty stand up for freedom of speech and my goodness for whatever it takes to get people together like i said this is what we're seeing we need to have a liftoff a liftoff of the republican party and everyone who's anti anti-socialist we need a growing coalition of anti-socialists you don't have to become a republican you don't have to become a conservative but if you love america and you love freedom of speech we need to make sure the socialists do not take over the democratic party do not take over our country and the one way to do that is to never vote democrat on anyone is until they get rid of the socialists they can say oh we're not for socialists no make them get out of your party or you're one of them that they have taken over the democratic party so that is something we want to see more liberty more freedom we're not going to see that with socialists in the democratic party uh great show a lot to talk about see you next week right here on doc holidays rock splitting politics Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.